Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, guys. So a bunch of us podcasters in the hair industry have decided to make October mental health focused on our podcast. So hair industry, shout out to them for including me. I think it's just a very important topic and I'm going to be doing a series on it, you know, talking about different elements of it, of mental health. And so for me, the first thing that came to mind was mental health and motherhood. And it's because nothing's really taken me to my knees in life and in the hair industry, quite like becoming a mother. And, you know, I wanted to share that because you know, so many of us see a highlight reel or you might see on my Instagram that I'm like doing fun stuff with my daughter and I am and I love it and I still struggle. And so I wanted to share just some examples of when I've never in my entire career felt like the pressure cooker that is motherhood at certain times. And so, you know, an example of that is I'm like, it's like a year ago or whatever. And my, I had a nanny at the time and I'm going to work. My daughter seems like she's kind of like not feeling good and has a temperature, but I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm kind of, I'm the default parent in my dynamic. So it was like, okay, like it was never a debate of like, would I stay home or would my husband? And ultimately it's fine because I like to be with her when she doesn't feel good. But on this particular day, you know, like you pay a nanny so that you're like, I can go to work and someone can cuddle my baby. Well, so I was about five minutes from my house. I had left. My nanny called back and said, now her temperature is 104. And I've never felt like tears in my eyes, like I don't know what to do. And so I came home. I wrapped her up because she's like sweating at this point. At the time, let's say she's like a year and a half or something. Now she's almost three. But I wrap her in a blanket because she's cold and I get in the car and I drive just to the children's hospital. And I can remember when I got there feeling, I'm even like getting like choked up thinking about it because it felt like out of a movie, you know, like when you run into a hospital with your kid wrapped in a blanket and you're like, I need help. And it ended up being like, they, I don't know if they ever figured out what it was other than she had a fever. And like, I mean, there was even a moment where like I was there by myself and it was like the, I, a doctor came in and I said, I have to go to the bathroom. Like I, I can't even go to the bathroom. Like I have to hold this person. She's like, okay, I can hold her. Like you go to the bathroom. And I share this because I had a full day of clients scheduled and you know how we feel as hairstylists, like this, um, like, I don't know. You, it's just like, I personally don't like canceling on people, but I obviously like, if, it, if I'm getting a choice between like taking my child to the hospital or going to work, I'm obviously going to take my child, but that doesn't mean I don't live with attention. Right. And so I, you know, was at the hospital for hours and 
I, my coworkers knew that I wasn't able to get in touch with everyone, but I sent emails to each person in the midst of dealing with trying to make sure my daughter was well. And when I got, I opened my email later, I had a very rude message from a client and I, you know, my coworkers, they didn't really reach out to me because they knew I was like in the middle of this. And they later said that this client had come into the salon and was like, I can't believe I've already paid for parking. And they're like, she's at the hospital. And I guess like there's never felt like a more impossible position to be in for me than being a mom sometimes, because it's like, how am I like, can I even have, can I even do this for a living? And the truth is you can, it's just in those moments, like I said, like I don't, haven't really struggled a lot with my mental health, but when it comes to like this idea that like women can have it all, I have felt like it has like been something that's very challenging for me to reconcile. Um, because I do feel like it's like being sold a line because there is this like idea that that it's possible, but in these moments, we all know what we're going to choose or what the right choice is. And, you know, in making that choice, like I ended up like letting that client go. Like, I'm like, I can't imagine like my life's going to have more stuff come up. And I think that my, uh, my whole issue with having someone not show me grace is that I, I show it to other people and like, you know, I'm going to have more things come up. And the funny thing is, and I'll get off this story, but obviously it was impactful to me. This same person was my client when I needed to take Capone, my beloved dog, to a specialist with during COVID, you couldn't get your dog into specialists. That was another like pressure cooker. Um, and I got him in, in like an hour and a half away from where we live. And I had to cancel this client and she behaved the same way. And I think that it circles me back to like, okay, those are very challenging moments. And that's when I guess I like, that's when I feel like my mental health has been impacted behind the chair when it's like the things I love most outside of doing hair, the people I love most, the souls I love most when I'm being when I'm being on top of like making hard decisions, having people give me a hard time, I, uh, one of my things that I've done to help me with, cause I want to like, not just rant about how hard it is to be a mom and work. I, I, um, want to share with you guys some of the things I do that have helped me. So number one, I don't care who you are if you cannot be respectful of the fact that like once in 10 to 15 years or twice in 10 to 15 years, I've had to reschedule you, we are not a good fit for one another. And I think it's involved me being able to love myself enough to let you go. And it's something that's really elevated the quality of my mental health and my life. And I think we, we've been taught, especially women, since little, being little girls, to be nice. And the part that I think would have changed the whole trajectory of that uh, is instead of being nice, being kind. And that starts with ourselves. And then it branches out from there. And when people 
show you a lack of grace during dark moments. They're showing you, like, I'm not saying they're not good people. It's, they're, it's not really for me to figure out. They're showing me that they are not meant to be a part of where I am and where I'm going. Because, you know, in those moments where, like, you're questioning, like, like what's going to happen for the people you love, the last thing you need is people that do not show you a level of graciousness and kindness. And it was funny because, not funny, but life's always showing us um, examples of each, right? So my, my other client that I had that day was actually sitting there at 9 a.m. and my, hadn't gotten the email from me and my coworker hadn't gotten my text. So she was sitting there and then my, my coworker went over to her, Jenny, and was like, oh my God, Shalini, like Lindsay's actually at the hospital. And she was, she was like, oh my God, I feel terrible. Like what's going on? And it's like, I also think like when you see these, when people are underwhelming, other people are unbelievable. And when you see the difference and it's like, to me, that's kind of a silver lining of having stuff come up is people kind of show you who they are. And that's what I was saying earlier, which I was without wanting to say, like, I don't know if you're a good person. That's again, not for me to reconcile, but I think people show you like, it's what a gift that I got in this other client. And she even reached out and was like, my husband was wondering like, if everything's okay. And I think that's something that's really helped me is really being able to be like, if these, if the people that I do business with and, and it goes, it's vice versa, right? Like if something comes up with my client's kids and they're like, oh my God, someone broke their arm. Like, I'm like, oh my God, don't say another word. Contact me later. Don't worry about it. Like I get it because like life happens. And the other silver lining of becoming, being a mom and my mental health is like, I have so much more grace for other people because I know like the impossible situations that people get put in, you know, and it's like the week, first week my daughter's in school or whatever. It's like, I'm trying to juggle, like they don't have aftercare. I'm trying to like get to her school. And I'm like, I I mean, if you think about it, it's not different than daycare, but she didn't go five days a week. So like, we're talking about 10 pickups and drop-offs and I'm supposed to do like two people's hair in between. Like, it's ridiculous. And bottom line is I respect and now fully understand how a stay-at-home mom would make that choice. But as a hairstylist, we're so fortunate to be able to set our careers up in a way that allows us to show up in both places. Not always do we set it up that way, but some of the things that have really helped me are, you know, like viewing, going to this yoga class that I go to as like my sport. It's like, okay, Bird's not really into sport right now, but she's in school and she does cooking there and she does some stuff. I also think my husband's in like two to three sports. Like he's got running, he's got golf. I feel like he's got a third sport. I can't think of what it is right now, but don't give him any ideas. I, I just feel like cultivating and carving out that space for myself allows me to show up for other people more. And I think a lot of it is, I don't want to repeat anything, but my audio stopped. So just bear with me. I, I feel like we're raised like a lot of us, like little girls to be good little girls. And then you become a mom. And I 
think it just kind of brings up how much then that transmutes into being a good mom and what a good mom is. And a good mom, if she had the choice, would be home all the time. Or a good mom who had the choice would set her salon life up to be home and have your kid not in aftercare ever. And in doing that, I lose a little bit more of myself. And so the cool thing is we can evolve and learn and tweak. But the number one thing that's helped me, and it goes back to an episode that I did on the podcast, basically like right when I started it with Kira, that was all about um, human design. And she just shed a little bit of light on who I am as a person in a way that has stuck with me and resonated so deeply that it's actually empowered me and freed me in these moments where I'm like, I'm doing what all the good moms do and I don't feel good. And so for instance, she shared in this episode that I want to go back and listen to more fully to hear it differently, that I am like cool as a cucumber, but I can feel everyone's emotions around me. So if I am not careful, I can take those on and feel like they're mine. But they, I typically am pretty even keel about how I feel about things. And so that's helped me to know and cultivate the fact that I need so much white space and so much alone time to be with myself and ground into who I am so I know who I am when I'm with you. And that I don't get confused if that like what you want is what I want or who you are is who I am. The way you're feeling is how I'm feeling because I can feel it and I have to be able to differentiate between myself and you and it can be hard. And another thing that she said in that episode was something about movement and how it allows me to move through my emotions and my thoughts and come up with new ideas. And that is something that I I move every day, whether it's being on my Peloton treadmill or being in a yoga class or even doing a Melissa Wood. Like I'm not picky or being outside running, walking the dog. I just, that is so important for me to ground into like myself. And so I think the number one thing is following your curiosity and getting to know yourself so that in motherhood, in your mental health, in the salon, that you're able to have the vantage point of yourself from a grounded place and to be able to make decisions and set it up to honor the person that you are. And I know it's hard because we're looking around and like we're seeing the, the highlight reel of everyone else's lives, but we each are very individual and unique around what actually lights us up and what actually makes us feel like our most like ourselves and grounded and centered. And so that can't be something someone tells you how to do. That's just something you have to take the time to like and value yourself enough to take that time. And so it's like that whole, you know, idea of like what comes first. It's like, I think you just kind of get rolling and you build that, cultivate that sense of self as you're doing it. And it's kind of like that you can't get one without the other. And so for me, I think it's just having a lot of compassion with myself and knowing that I could work more, but that my life is set up in a way that I don't because of my husband's travel schedule and the season and the life that I have. And that helps me a lot because I have a tendency to want to do more. I love being in the salon. I love what I'm doing. And then I have to stand tall and know that like, 
okay, my husband just gone for six days. I solo parented for six nights, seven days by myself and was in the salon two and a half days and it worked. And so sometimes I think we have to be mindful of, it's not just on the easy weeks, how our week feels, but it's planning for the weeks and planning for the lives we have. And the life that I have is that a lot of times I am doing a lot outside of the salon. And so having grace with myself and believing that I'm doing enough and trusting where I'm at because I'm the one who has to live it. And so as attractive as it is, my drug of choice is to work more always. The work that I'm doing in my mental health and in motherhood is just acknowledging that I'm doing enough. It's enough. I'm enough. It's all enough. And so I leave you with, maybe for you, it's not about adding anything, but maybe it's about there's a few there's maybe one thing or a few things that you could subtract from your life right now and not say forever, but to say for the season that I am in, this is going to support my mental health in the salon and outside of it. Have a wave making day and I will talk to you guys next week.